sectional times, jump out reviews, format track work. Unless you're a real form analyst, you don't have time to read into these things. But here on Racing with Robbo, this is going to be the most relatable horse racing podcast that you'll ever listen to. We're going to preview the upcoming weekend's races and we're going to recap the weekend's races that have just gone past. But they're not going to be from a form analyst point of view. They're going to be from the point of view of an everyday punter who occasionally has to chase his losses. So if you work all day during the week and you can't afford to check the form guide endlessly and check sectional times, this is the podcast for you. So strap yourself in, because this is Racing with Robbo. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of Racing with Robbo. Um, Obviously I'm your host Robbo, Daniel Robinson for those who want to know my full name, follow me on all socials. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be going through this weekend's uh, field of racing. Uh, We will recap last weekend's, but more importantly is this weekend uh, with the standout event going to be, well, you know, three group ones at Caulfield. It's hard to pick one particular race, but if I had to pick a a singular race that I'm going to focus on, it's going to be the Ned Stakes over 2,000 metres, race six at Caulfield. The Caulfield Stakes, um, headline act of Russian Camelot, who are currently a dollar fifty-five favourite coming into the race. It's only a field of six, so uh, should be a nice, easy one uh, for Russian Camelot to get across the line. But in saying that, he does have some good competition. Uh, but we will get to that later. Um, but firstly, we are going to start off with some daily news because there is some very very important news coming out of the racing world today, brought to you by, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to use them, but I'm going to use them anyway, brought to you by racing.com. Um, and it is that owners are allowed back on country tracks as of Monday the 12th of October. Uh, so owners who live outside the metropolitan Melbourne area will be allowed back onto the tracks in a limited capacity from Monday's Achuka meeting onwards. Um, Racing Victoria and Country Racing Victoria made the announcement on Thursday with strong protocols in place to ensure safety. Um, Obviously, due to lockdown and all this COVID-19 stuff, um, if owners that do live in metropolitan Melbourne are still banned from attending any race meetings, um... As well as that, for all you foodies out there, uh, restaurants at regional race courses can open uh, to service owners that permit are permitted to attend. Um, obviously, with restrictions on hospitality venues like everyone else exists. Um, ten owners will be allowed in indoor dining spaces at a race course, provided they are seated, following guidelines, uh, and up to fifty owners allowed in outdoor dining spaces. Uh, so that's. That's really good news for Racing Victoria uh, and, you know, the racing community. Hopefully coming up soon, uh, hopefully, don't hold me to it, but hopefully we'll be able to get some some limited crowds back at local races. Me being a, a regional Victoria boy, I, uh, I'd be a big fan of that. I'll pay my dues and support the racing industry. But that is some big, big news coming out of the day Also. In some more news, the probably, I would say, the second biggest race in Australia, uh, the Hotham, is going to be ran tomorrow. Last race of the card, 
uh, at Ballarat Sports Bet or Sports Park. What is it? Sports Bet Park, Ballarat, I believe. Um, so it is headlined with some big runners, and I'm talking big, big, big runners. Ambusher, you know, seventeen dollars. Dante Piero, Equinox, look like you look. Pacific Crest, one of the Bryce Danaray runners. Takahi, the second of Bryce Danaray's runners. Amazing Grace, Bramondi, Castano Mille, who I would say is, if you get a back, just the Bryce Danaway runners. He is your favourite for the race, even though betting says he's second favourite of the Stanaway horses. As we go down the card, Lewis Girl, uh, Neevo, Superior Rose, Whit Sunday, Zoisi, Don't Test Me, Storming Princess, Grafias, and Night Terror. Um, our current favourite is Amazing Grace, uh, who is trained by, if I can bring it up, is trained by Kay Russo. I believe that is how you say it. Uh, don't hold me to that. Yes, K.G. Russo. Kate Russo, there we go, sorry my uh, computer's quite slow today, Kate Russo trains Amazing Grace, going to be written by, I believe, if I get the name right, I believe it is Carlene Heffel, yes, Carlene Heffel will take the ride on the favourite in the Hotham, Um, for this year's Hotham as well, good little incentive by Sportsbet. Uh, they've named all the races. They've allowed the punters out and about to name each race. Um, so going through the race card, where race one, um, I think this is a really good idea. You know, I put in my uh, my votes, but uh, obviously I didn't get down. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, I'm not salty. Not salty. Uh, sportsman, I'm coming for you. But um as we go through the card, these is what the punters have chosen to name the races. So race one, we miss four beers, please, maiden plate over the 1,000 metres. Race two will be the It's Palmer, Not Palmy, three-year-old maiden plate. Going forward to race three, Bowler's Name, which is an iconic saying in Australia and in sports bet with the, uh, oh, the boys have escaped me. What are they called? The Garden Grubs. Bowler's name, Hammy Goodman, good stuff there. Race four, milk tastes like, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. Benchmark 58 handicap over the 1,400 metres. That's a good one, I like that. I, um, I'm actually a fan of that name. Some good runners in there as well. Stacked field, 16 runners if I can count correctly. Uh, five, random south guys. Random South Sky. I don't know what that is. But anyway, so the Random South Guys, benchmark 58 handicap over 1,200 metres. Once again, uh, big field. Uh, headlined by a horse that I actually have paid a little bit of attention to, Who Shot Who, by Bryce Stanaway, ridden by Michael Carsons. Uh, came second last time, ran on well. So that might be one to watch there for the battlers out there. In race five, number 10, Who Shot Who, Bryce Stanaway, Michael Carsons. Uh, yes, big time, big time. And the gear change, it's got Norton bid on this time. So uh, it's fun to watch. Race six, Sovereign Hill School Camp, benchmark 58 handicap. Uh, I've, I can agree with that. I've done my fair share of benchmark, not benchmark 58s, 
I've done my fair share of Sovereign Hill school camps. That's what I've done. So yeah, Sovereign Hill school camps. That's a uh, you only go there for the for the strawberry drops. But anyway, we don't we won't tell Sovereign Hill that. And very very appropriate being a Ballarat race event that Sovereign Hill gets a little mention. Going forward to race seven and. This one, I don't think anyone in the world can disagree with this. We love Rick McIntosh, benchmark 64, handicap over the 1,500 metres. You know, he's probably the greatest race caller ever to live. Uh, He's seriously how bloody good is the bull. Has revitalised the racing in Warrnambool, the May Carnival, three-day May Carnival, that is a must for anyone that has never visited before, the best three days of your life. Uh, But yes, Rick McIntosh... um, I'd love to get him on the show. I'm sure he's a busy man. He probably wouldn't come on. But if I did have the privilege of having Rick McIntosh on the show, I think I'd probably retire after that because he would be the number one guest. And, of course, race eight brought to you by Sportsbet is the Hotham over 1,200 metres. Looks like the horses are wearing different colours. And if I am correct, I believe that is because they will be wearing the colours of a sporting club that has been lucky enough to uh, sponsor a horse and get money from the winner. So, um, yep, if you're if you're a sporting club and you could have nominated yourself and won uh, a solid, solid horse, I'm telling you, sol- there's some big horses in there. Like, it's just, they're just big horses. So, yeah, uh, clubs will be allowed to, or clubs have been chosen and the, Jockeys will wear the colours of that sporting club. And I'm just going to look now, see if I can find um, what sporting clubs are who. Um, There's a couple of cricket clubs, a couple of racing clubs, a couple of footy clubs uh, coming in there, which is going to be real nice. Uh, Good little mixture. It's all around the country as well, not just Victoria. Um, So, yes, that will... That'll incite the punters. Um, tell you what, Sportsbet post a lot of things on their Facebook pages. Um, none of them regarding what I need to find. But that's alright, we'll get down there, we'll find it. Stick with me, family. Yes, welcome back. Sorry for that uh, interlude, my... Uh, my phone wasn't pro- cooperating with me. I couldn't find the clubs for uh, for each race, uh, for each for each horse, I should say, um, in the in the Hotham field. Um, and once again, I've lost it. Uh, but I can tell you, I know one of them or two of them. Uh, Bomb Beach is uh, Bomb Beach have two clubs in actually. They have a rugby club and a football club, um, which is going to be quite. Quite interesting, I guess you could say. Um, as I bring it back up here, thank God for this. Uh, so we have the North Mendura Senior Football Club. Uh, they are one of the many clubs that will be represented in the race for probably the greatest prize in uh, horse racing outside of the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, whatever you want to say. If you're American viewers out there, Melbourne. Um and I will give you the names of the horses, actually, because, you know, this will be a bit, a bit of fun in the Sportsbet Hotham. So, first cab off the rank, we have the horse Ambusher, number one. Now, Ambusher is going to be wearing the colours of Quinbin. 
uh, Quimbian of, I believe, Queensland. Uh, number two, Dante Piero will have the Talangata colours on, which is grey with a, <laughs> seems to be a white circle in the middle. Number three, Equinox, out of gate seven, will be wearing the Cardross colours, blue at the top, red at the bottom, quite, uh, quite classy actually. Uh, number four, like your look, or like you look, I should say, out of gate 12, we'll be wearing the, Batesman, the Batemans Bay Rugby League colours. Uh, they are the Tigers, I believe, so they have predominantly black, white, little almost like fangs coming off each shoulder with an orange cap and orange outlines around um, the white, and then there's two orange bands on the arms, or one on each arm. Uh, going forward to the first of Bryce Stanaray's runners in Pacific Crest, he will be wearing, well, his jockey, I should say, not he, but the jockey will be wearing the colours of Imperials Cricket Club. Uh, they are black, bit of white over the shoulders with a red stripe on each side. Uh, the other of, well, the second of Bryce's runners is Takahi. He will be wearing, I should know, you need to stop saying he, you know, 21st century boys. Uh, they will be wearing the colours of, I believe, Dolls Point. Yes, Dolls Point will have the colours for Takahi. Amazing Grace, number seven out of gate 18, the favourite currently for the race, will be wearing the Bond Beach Cricket Club, which is a beautiful looking sash, actually. So it is predominantly black, but it has a rainbow almost stripe crossover band bit like richmond but it's rainbow um so that looks very nice that's going to be quite easy to see number eight bramondo out of gate 13 for the apprentice alana kelly uh will be wearing the lexton colors uh gray it's almost like the gray strip for richmond tigers in the football it's dark gray at the top yellow stripe across it or lighter gray on the bottom black sleeves Grey cap will be nice and easy to see again. The final of Bryce Stanaway's runners, Castano Mille, and my favourite for the race, I believe. Uh, he will be where my money will be going. Uh, written by Michael Carsons out of Gate 5. We'll have the beautiful colours of Travelin Cricket Club. Uh, white, not white, bl light blue on the top, tiny yellow strip across. Dark blue on the bottom, dark blue sleeves with white stripes and a blue cap. Number 10, Louis Girl, and out of gate 8 for the King, Noel Callow. Um, he's actually listed to have two rides in the race, so obviously one's an emergency, so if one doesn't get up. But yes, Louis Girl, and out of gate 8 for the King, Noel Callow, will be wearing the colours of the North Mandura Cricket Club, I believe it is. He's North Mandura, I can tell you that much, and it is a senior football club. My apologies to North Madura. Uh, they are like the prison bar. They have the prison bars, just like Port Adelaide. So he'll be wearing the prison bars. I'm a big fan of the prison bars. So a little cheeky, cheeky two dollars might be going with Louis Girls' wages for the colours. King Island have Nevero or Neve. Can't say it properly. It's an emergency. Nick Farley's riding out of gate six. They've got the King Island colours. Superior Rose, number 12, will be wearing the colours of Orbos Snowy. Green cap, predominantly dark blue with a green river running through it. Number 13, Whipped 
Sundays, Whit Sundays, good part of the world, Whit Sundays. They have the Batemans Bay colours on, who look a bit like Lavington Panthers in the ovens of football netball league, but not many people know about Lavi. Uh, it's yeah, it's Port Adelaide's jersey actually, to be honest. Predominantly black uh, with a teal and white V. Um, pretty distinctive. Zoo Easy, number 14 out of gate two for D Holland on board. And I've clicked out of it. How silly of me. Anyway, we're back on. D Holland, Zoo Easy. Have the colours of Hopper's Crossing. Good part of the world, Hopper's Crossing, just down the road from me in Geelong. Uh, number 15, Don't Test Me, will be wearing their own colours, along with Storming Princess, who have their own colours on as well, I believe. Um, is there any teams I have missed? I don't think so. Uh, Night Terror as well, the final emergency, uh, also has their own colours on. So, that is your wrap for the Sportsbet Hotham, to be run at 5pm at Sportsbet Ballarat on the Synthetic. Um... Five o'clock, no excuses, Friday afternoon. You should not miss it. If you do miss it, um, well, you're going to have to watch it on replay on racing.com because it is going to be an absolute cracker. So, moving on, let's recap the weekend's races just gone. So, for those who missed it, it was moving day, Turnbull Stakes Day at Flemington, fabulous Flemington as Simon Marshall calls it on Get On, fabulous Flemington for Turnbull Stakes Day, so yes, yeah, fabulous Flemington, um, to go as with the post-meeting overview supplied to us by racing.com, uh, I have no connection with racing.com, I would just like to make that very clear, but they are who I use for my um, my details. Just the easiest. Um, we'll go to the stewards report. No, we won't. We'll go to the post meeting overview. They have said anything facing the breeze in the circle races was a huge disadvantage, being forced to work into the strong northerly winds around the home bend. This was evidenced in the settling positions of the respective winners at the 800 meter marks, being a seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth, fourteenth, and ninth. In the six circle races, the first two in running at the 800 finished 9th and 10th respectively. 13th, 16th, 10th, 12th, 8th, 14th, 10th, 13th, 5th and 7th. So that would supply to me that the northerly breeze was coming into their faces, holding up the breeze, holding up, not holding up the breeze, holding up the pack. Um, so that makes it quite hard for them to get forward, um, which is understandable. It's, it's almost like making us um uh, hold on let's just let's just recap this that i've just been sent a message by get on uh, i sent them a video earlier i'm out of a video of simon marshall yeah you can see it on my twitter page daniel robinson uh they have said hi dan thanks for your messaging get on if you have any fun content for our segments please email get on 78 at yahoo if you'd like to sign up blah 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 Anyway, so we might forward that one, forward my little video through to geton78 at yahoo.com because I want to get myself on Get On. Uh, I want to get interviewed, so it'll be nice and fun. So let's, while, here's a little exclusive for the first podcast of the year. Um, you get to see me, well not see me, because it's a podcast, 
But you have to listen to me send an email. How much fun is that? Yahoo.com. Thank you. Subject, Simon Marshall, impersonation. Attach file. Might be a bit too big. Oh, no, we can send it. Let's give you a little insight into the background. Here we go. Let's see if we can hear this on the audio. We cannot hear that on the audio because the headphones were plugged in. Sorry for that little delay again. There's a lot of dramas going on with this first podcast, but we'll get there. Anyway, let's skip forward to the recap of last weekend's racing. It was Turnbull Stakes Day, as I said. Um, And the key, obviously, the standout race is the Turnbull Stakes along with the Bart Cummings. Um, So we'll go back through there, have a look. Bart Cummings won by Persan. Great ride uh, by Jai McNeil last year's Bart Cummings winner on Kingswell Dream. Uh, Turnbull Stakes, though, I should say. But the Bart Cummings, I should also mention, was won last year by Surprise Baby, who went on to win, not win, run a very, very good fifth in the Melbourne Cup last year because for those who aren't actually aware, Bart Cummings, the Bart Cummings is ballot-free entry into the Melbourne Cup. Uh, so the winner, it goes straight into the Cup. No cap, don't worry about anything. You are in there if you want to be in there. So, yes, it was won by Persan. Won a length over Sound and then still Prince. But it was just a great training performance by Kieran Moore and David Eustace. Um, horses, the horse is unbelievable, to be brutally honest. 19 starts, 6 first, 4 seconds and a third. It's now one of Bart Cummings. Another, I believe it was a, wasn't a Group One, was it? No. He won a race on. What, was, what day was it? Anyway, big race day at Caulfield. <laughs> uh, over twenty four hundred meters. Front second at Flemington before Caulfield. Before that, but the thing that I you have to, you just have to. Acknowledges in April, in October actually, was moved from the D Payne yard in Sydney to Kieran Ma. He was spelled 24 weeks. He appeared first time in Victoria in Wangaratta over 1400 metres in a maiden. A maiden in April 16. Fast forward now to October 3, and he's just won a Group 3 and won himself ballot free entry into the Melbourne Cup. So that is probably the standout training performance of the year. Hands down, great great work there by Kieran Ma and David Eustace out at Caulfield. Um, John McNeil, flying form at the moment, great ride. Um, had him sitting pretty at the 800, was in seventh, and then by the 400-metre mark, hadn't moved much, but he pushed him up to six, saw a gap on the rail on the inside. And just took it by the clock house, uh, clock tower. He was flying, absolutely flying, and got there in the end. Sectionals for the race. What did they run the last four hundred in? Let's have a look. Eight times. Not speeds. Not sectionals. He ran the last four hundred in twenty-two eighty-one which was the sixth fastest, but then the last 200, 11.70, bang. 
flying home, zooming, absolutely zooming. He actually, in fact, ran the... Oh, that's not very impressive. But he ran a very quick 1,000, a very quick 800. 57 seconds he ran the 1,000 in, 800 metres. He ran 45.52. 600 metres, 34, 400 metres, 22, and then the last 200 of the race, he ran in 11 seconds and 70, which is pretty quick. The only horse to better to do better than that was Charbel, who ran it in 11.64, uh, but he only finished in 7th. I don't know what happened there. I think he got caught up in the run. I didn't actually quite see him throughout the race, um, but yes. So Per Sang gets ballot free entry into the Melbourne Cup and he will he will be a very, very good contender. It's just now a question of if he can stay the thirty two hundred metres. Um so yeah, that is hats off to Per Sang and the team at Ma and Eustace Racing and John McNeil. Forward flash forward to the Turnbull Stakes. Um won by very elegant for Chris Waller and Michael that Mark Zara. Why well, I keep saying Michael Zara? Anyway, Mark Zara. Uh, Waller actually turned out to trifecta this race. He had the top three in very elegant toffee tongue, who no one expected to do half as good as he did. His starting price was $71 at the jump. And he's ran on to second in a group in a group one. Great training performance there. Great ride by Michael D. And then Finch, who is the Melbourne Cup. Favourite of the Wallace Yard. If you had to pick one from Wallace Yard, you would say Finch is the favourite. Ran on for second, paid a dollar forty a place. Uh, started at five fifty at the jump. Great race. Looking for further. Will do good in a Caulfield Cup and a Melbourne Cup. But anyway, back to very elegant. It was just a standout performance, really. It was the best horse on the day. Clearly, um, ran some exceptionally fast sectionals. Yeah, last 800 was ran in 44 seconds and 96, which is actually, I wouldn't say it's the fastest I've ever seen. Warning was faster, but it was still pretty good. Good sectionals for the closing stages, 44.96 for the last 800, 33.41 for the last 600. 400 metres, uh, where it all counts at Flemington, down that straight, 22 seconds, 42 and then his last 200, 11.36, absolutely stormed home. Found a gap in between some horses and in between Dallas Sand, Finch Toffee Tongue, um, and Master of Wine on the inside of on the outside of Warning. He um he or she split the gap, raced home, got to the clock tower, looked looked all but in it, and just bang, the mayor's there. Thank you very much. Five-year-old mare, add another group one to the Wallace stable, to be honest. But yeah, so it was just a standout performance, very elegant. Hats off to, once again, hats off to Chris Waller, trifecta the race, gets another group one winner in the bag. Um, ones to watch from the race, obviously Toffee Tongue, holy shiver de no one expected that run. It was unbelievable. Believable, could not believe it. Um, going forward, Superstorm ran all right. Um, 
didn't live up to the hype. Surprise baby looking for further. Obviously, Val and Declare finished fifth last, or 12th, I should say. Definitely, definitely looking for further. The Melbourne Cup will be his distance, as obviously we're all aware he won it last year. Kingsville Dreams, it did not stay on like he did last year. It did not run as well. Um, but he might be looking for longer or might be looking for a Cox Plate. Something with a little bit more bejazzle, maybe a Mel- not even a Melbourne, oh, maybe a Melbourne Cup if he wants. I don't think he has the capability to win it. Definitely a Caulfield Cup over 2,400 metres in a couple of weeks. He could definitely challenge for that. Uh, so could Surprise Baby. Superstorm could easily. Warning, the Derby winner of last year was looking for Ballotry. Looking for more entries into the Melbourne Cup. He, um, he ran quite well. So the Master of Wine, good to see Michael Rod back in the saddle, back in Victoria after a stint in Singapore. Um, so yeah, that is our wrap of last weekend. So yes, we will move on to the upcoming races this weekend. Big weekend of racing. Saturday the 10th of October, we are going to Caulfield. If you're not into the big races, you can go to Hamilton, you can go to Morfordville. If you really want to, you can go to Manangatang. But we're going to be setting our focus on Caulfield. Race one of the day starts at 12.15. You can watch it on Channel 7 or 78racing.com or on your phone or on 7 Plus, wherever you want to watch it. Listen to RSN Racing. The Magic Millions debutante stakes. Now, this is a hard one for me because I'm... I don't get access to the trials. I don't get access to all that stuff that they do, the big form analysts. But in saying that, I have a few notes. I have a few little, few little inklings, few little notes. So I'm going to hit you with them. The favourite for the race is Red Rocket Ship. Oh, no. Beach flat. There we go. Fake love. That's the one I was looking for. Kieran Mark, David Eustace. Uh, Mark Zara on board. Obviously coming off a hot weekend of racing at Flemington. So he's going to be in very good form. He will have the earmuffs on pre-race. The little red ones for those who don't know what they are. The red ones uh, are worn in the mounting yard out to the barriers and then taken off at the barriers. Just to calm them down. Keep them composed so they don't use all their memory. All their energy I should say, he will have the tongue tie on but that makes no difference at all really, uh, earmuffs will be pre-made, yeah tongue tie first time, obviously it's everything's first time because it's debutante stakes, they're all great horses in their own right, trials on well, Captivant for the Peter and Paul Snowden yard, Damien Lane on board, it's another one I like, uh, can't say her name, Jamie Carr is in great form at the moment. She's riding Darson DeMille uh, for Jason Warren and Dean Congrel. Krongold, I can't even say it. Jeez, I'm having a struggle today with the English. Having an absolute strucker. Barry Crocker. Anyway, so yeah, there's many to watch in that race. Obviously, a lot will go with the favourite. My money will be on... Um, where are we? Darson Mill. Darson DeMille. I think just think Jamie Carr's in such good form at the moment. Um, going forward, I think she's just she's in the form of her life, and rides Caulfield well. Darson DeMille. It's out of gate nine, nice little barrier for the thousand meters. Can just come across and set on midfield. Um, 
not sure where she's trained out of. Obviously, the favourite, Kieran Ma and David Hughes, just trained at Caulfield, so there's an added advantage. He knows the track like the back of his hand. But in saying that, I still will be going with Jason Warren and Dean Krongold, training at a Mornington with their runner in Das and Dermiel for race one at Caulfield. Moving on, not many highlight races of the day early on, but then we go down. There's a group three race two, thoroughbred club stakes. Swats that is in unbelievable form for Leon and Troy Corson. Johnny Allen's on board again. Uh, we'll go, but we'll be very hard to beat. Um, Montessera, everyone knows who Montessera is. Great horse, runs on well, going to give you all it's got every single time. Trained by Kieran Moe and David Uses at Caulfield. So that'll be an added advantage. Jai McNeil, fresh off a win in the Bart Cummings. Don't discount it. Last run was a first as well, which is first up. And it always runs well second up. Swats that meets it as well. Second in its first up run. First in its first up run. Oh, second up run. Um, so it should be in good form. Montessera, obviously, great form. Taka... Takula Diva as well is coming off a first second up, but steps up in grade. It's a 63-rated horse in a group three. Just don't think it's going to be there. Bella Nipatina for Tom Dabening and Ben Hayes. Second up, first up actually, my bad. Should be interesting. Should run well first up. Last race was the 25th of December when it came... Dead last in the Moya, but that's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. You can bite back. Caulfield's a better track. Group three might be a little bit out of its weight class, but don't discount them. Never discount Ben Hayes and Tom Dabening. Michael Rod on board. Hopefully, he can get himself on the board. Moving on to the listed, not the listed, the, yeah, the listed, well, not listed, but the Group 3 Kino Northwood Plum Stakes over the 1,200 metres. Some very, very good horses in this race. Um, our favourite going into it will be, by the looks of it, Felicia. Great little horse, ridden by Craig Williams. He's ridden it a few times. It's coming off a first, second up, in its second up run. It came second. At Mooney Valley, last time it raced, it was first in third in a field of thirteen, over the twelve hundred meters in a Group Three. So once again, stepping up into a Group Three again, over the twelve hundred meters. The track was a good three back then. I'm not sure if it will be a good three this weekend. There's been a lot of rain. Currently, it's listed as a soft five. It's been a lot of rain around in the region of Victoria, and I'm assuming that's gone up to Melbourne. So she'll be very hard to beat. Broadway and fourth. Uh, runs on well, gives you everything every week. Liar for Anthony and Sam Freeman, the Godolphin stable. Jamie Carr once again on board. That's your second favourite of 480. Um, looks good. Third up in this prep. Should be very good in this. Embrace me for Danny O'Brien and Dylan Moore. Daniel Moore, sorry, will be... Don't think he can get there. I'm just going through the field now, having a little quick gaze at anything else that might attract the punters' money. Exhilarates for James Cumming and Damien Oliver. First up after a, a spell, well, not a spell, but first up in this prep. 
um, along with Zylong, Fatoni and Calvin McAvoy. They are both very good in the market, probably in the second or third line of betting. Uh, should run well first up. Uh, both of them should, Zylong as well. Um, but I don't think you can go past Felicia or Liar. They Felicia is where the money will be, but it's a hard race to pick. I would probably go along with the likes of Felicia from a wide gate. They're both from a wide gate, so they're going to have to cross quite quickly if they're going to be up the front. Um, speed map indicates that Felicia is going to be settling out of the front of the field. So from a wide gate, it's going to be hard. She's going to have to jump well, cross. There's not a lot of room down the side. At, well, there's a lot of room at the 1,200-metre sign, but as soon as you turn that corner, if you're not in the right spot at Caulfield, you're going to get caught out. So she's going to have to try and cross real quickly. Liar, on the other hand, gate eight right in the middle, can just settle and sit midfield, mid to the rear of the field. Um, Zylong will be at the front of the field again as well. So there's another challenger, Felicia. They're going to be your, um, they're going to be your, what's it called? They're going to be your pacemakers for the race within good time. And how womanic, who, womanic, womanic, how womanic. Can't go past that as well. Very good horse. Going to run on well. Um, but I just don't think it's in its right class here. Just don't think it's going to run on very well. Anyway, going forward to the, I would say, <laughs> if you're looking for a surefire win and you want to throw your money away and you want to put big cash on a horse, you have to go to race six. Caulfield Stakes, 2,000 metres, six horses in it, and your favourite at $1.55, Russian Camelot. Now, I'm putting this out here now. Russian Camelot will not get beaten for the rest of the spring. She is an Unbelievable horse. Um, I keep saying she, unbelievable he, without actually realising what it is. Yeah, so. We'll run very well. We'll win. Six to eight lengths. Uh, second in this race, which really you're betting for seconds. It's going to be Humidor. Humidor's the only challenge, really. She's taken it up to Winks before in a Cox Plate, and I think she can take it up to Russian Camelot. But once again, she just won't run on. She got the 59, Russian Camelot has the 56 and a half. Camelot comes from a mid-side, oh, a gate four, as Humidor's in on the rail, so if she doesn't get the jump and people cross in front of her, she's in big trouble. Gaylo shot for Maddie Williams, won't do much. Lavendi, just out of its class. Harbour Views is a very good horse, again, from, uh, for Williams, but Johnny Allen on board, I just don't think it's ready. For a race like Russian Camelot, um, Arcadia Queen for Grant Al Grant and Alana Williams with the Wizard Willie Pike on board will go very close. Don't discount it, but it, I think it'll be running in third or fourth behind Humidor and Russian Camelot, and then one of the big money runners like Galo Shop or Harbour Views will be running on into third, and I think Arcadia Queen's just not going to quite have it um, here in Victoria with the way that we race over here. Skip forward to the 1,000 guineas over 1,600 metres. Favourite currently rests at $3.50. $3.40, my apologies. It's just gone up now as I'm watching it. Hungry Heart for Chris Waller and Hugh Bowman. 
don't know a lot about this horse. Its last three starts, it's had it's run second. Uh, so it will be looking for a win to try and knock it onto the board this preparation. Uh, its last three runs have been at Randwick. Um, so obviously coming to Victoria, coming to Caulfield, having to run the opposite way, uh, running the right way, some would say, um, will be quite interesting. Another horse that's severely in the uh, in the money um, is Instant Celebrity for P, P Stokes, Philip Stokes, the legend. Always good in spring in Melbourne is Philip Stokes. He has Craig Williams on board of Instant Celebrity out of Gate Nine. Um, Last up run, third up in this prep, won its last two, um, four starts in its career, four wins, undefeated. It's a great horse. How beautiful is this? It's going to be a great race between her and Hungry Heart. First, last race, 26th of September, it was first after, oh, of 11, and I've just clicked on the wrong button here, Jesus Christ. Over 1,400 metres. This one's stepping out to the 1,600, but shouldn't make much of a difference to her. Um, she has never raced at 1,600 metres before, but she'll be right. She'll be fine. It's where my money will be going in this race is to instant celebrity. I just think it's the best horse in the field. Uh, yes, it's never run over 1,600 metres before, but I just don't think coming the opposite way, Hungry Heart will get it done. Uh, Vangelic's another good horse in the field, along with personal thermosphere for Damian Lane and James Cummings. Aiden's field, wonderful horse, absolute trooper, won't get there. Night Raid was outstanding at Tatura two starts ago. Running all right, two or three starts ago, I should say. Uh, ran a nice race last time at Caulfield, which wasn't there in the Tranquil Star. Um, won the Atlantic Jewel. Easily, and when I say easily, I mean easily. So, yep, and beat out Aiden's field in that race last time out at in the Tranquil Star for the Thousand Guineas Prelude, some would call it. Ran a fourth behind Instant Celebrity, who went in hot favourite and will go in close to favourite this weekend. Personnel and Rock My Wand. Now, Instant Celebrity obviously is in this race with her this time, and I think she's going to be the better horse, but Nice Raid could get the one up on her. Personnel is also gone into this race, and after that has done little. But yes, should be a very interesting race. Uh, just looking down the order, there's not much else there. Mozzie Monster's out of it, Agreeable's out of it. Yosemite for Willie Pike. Robbie Griffiths won't do much. Rock my, rock my Wand, $17, comes out of that race as well with Instant Celebrity and Night Raid and Personnel. Don't think it's up to it. Um, could do well, though. Third third last time out, obviously. Um, it's got a lugging bit this time. But I think the money's got to go towards Instant Celebrity. Just going to be too strong, should win easily and comfortably. Race 8. The Neds Caulfield Guineas. Now we're getting into the big stuff. Group one. Favourite going into the race is Old Kirk. 
Willie Pike, Team Hawks, looks good. King's Legacy also for Peter and Paul Snowden with Hubie Bowman on board will go extremely close. It's going to be a three-horse race, I reckon, in the way I see it and the way I see the speed map running. Um, obviously, your leaders are going to be Mamarigan. Mamarigan. Tagaloa is going to go forward, which is what you want. If she doesn't go forward, I think you're in deep, deep, deep trouble. Uh, Old Kirk will settle midfield. The way I see it. Um, and then King's Legacy will settle at the rear of the field. But over 1,600 metres at Caulfield, there's not going to be much problems. She can whip around the field, get wide. She's got Hugh Bowman on board, so she'll be all right. But Old Kirk and Tagaloa will be up there near the leaders, and they will be fighting it out when it comes. The whips are cracking in the last 400 metres. Going down the field, um, Mawunga, also Chris Waller, David and David, Damien Oliver will run on a very strong race. Um, but I, the way I see this rolling is it's going to be a three-horse race uh, between Tagaloa, King's Legacy, and Old Kirk. They're your three that will go close to winning, and one of them will win. If I don't, I'll give up this podcast. I'm going to say that right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's a three-horse race. But look, anything could win it. Don't get me wrong, Crosshaven even, down the order for Tom Dabney and David ha- Ben Hayes with the wizard Danny Stackhouse on board. Anything can win at Luna Fox, Camburn, Acer, Morongo, Luna Fox, Grand Slam, Poland, Captain Soretti. Anything can win it, but I see it as more of a three-horse race. Um, but, you know, racing, racing's racing, anything can happen. Race nine. The Turak. This is a big card. The Turak will be contested by 15 horses. Your favourite coming into it is Buffalo River for Maroney and Team Maroney and Craig Williams on board. Ran Running second up should be good second up uh, in this. Good over the softs. Has it ever run over soft? Yes, it has. Um, it's ran twice at the track before for a first and a second. Six starts on soft tracks for three wins, two seconds, and a third. Uh, it's ran on heavy tracks twice for two wins as well. Um, I saw it in person earlier in the year. Run at, um, where did I see it run? Sandown earlier in the year. I was lucky enough to go see that, and it was a really, really good race. Um, when I say saw it in person, I mean I saw it on TV. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a good horse. But, in saying that, go down and you've got Junipel, Kieran Maher, David Eustace, Johnny Allen, trained at the track. Last start, first, over 1,700 metres, down in distance to 1,600 on a soft five. Running at Caulfield again should do well. Sir Coney for Nicky Egan. Mm, don't think it's going to get there. Great horse. Don't discount it. Also, we have Superstorm for Grant and Alana Williams. With Willie Pike on board. Last race was 7th out of 15th on 3rd of October of 1,200 metres. Obviously in the Turnbull Stakes. Starting on the line of betting at $9.50. Should do well. Backs up. Powerful finish. 
it's a lot fitter now coming from the 2,000 meter run steps down in distance. Uh, should go very close. I am Superman for Peter and Paul Snowden with Mark Zara on board. Obviously, Mark Zara in great form at the moment, winning the Turnbull last week. It's a progressive horse. It's going to settle on speed, which is good. Uh, and it does like the track a lot. Sosie Bond, the Victorian warrior. Can't discount Sosie Bond. It may be paying $26. It may have come last, last time, over 1,800 metres of Caulfield, but you can never discount Sosie Bond. He's a battler. He will just run on all day, and he will can challenge for the win. Mr. Quickie. Jamie Carr on board. Peter, uh, Paul Philip Stokes. Once again, paying high odds. Can't discount it. Very good horse. Cascadian for the James Cummings yard with Damien Oliver on board. Once again, very, very good horse. There's a lot of amazing horses in this. Money, though, goes towards Junipal or Buffalo River. They're your two on the market that you wouldn't want to be watching. And trust me, it's going to be a good race. Going through to race 10, the last race of the day, the Group 2 Ned's Herbert Power. Very short price favourite in order of Garda. Damien Oliver, Danny O'Brien... Should be an interesting race. So Order of Garda will open up as your favourite again. It's racing well. It does like the track. And it is showing extremely fast times. The chosen one for Michael D as we go down the field. Very good horse. Ran in a Caulfield Cup last year. Coming off an 1800 metre run at Caulfield where it came second last. But it could be better for the trip. Miami bound. Last year's Oaks win, if I'm correct. Steps up in distance uh, from a Cox Plate distance last last start out at Mooney Valley on the 25th of September. Should be good, uh, better for the run. Needs to, does need to improve, though, but it does drop in weight, and it is at its preferred distance. It's got Jamie Carr on board, who is in very good form. Maha Medeas, great name. Great horse. Will run on strong. Zabrowski. For the Hawks yard with Willie Pike on board. Uh, once again, good horse. Stays at the distance. Last race was at Randwick. So question is going around the other way. Will it do well? Um, very slow tempo last start. Uh, if they don't if they don't go very quick, it could be interesting because she needs needs pace on it. Backs up again. Can improve though. Um, Gallic Chieftain gets the three stars on racing.com. Sets to improve. Luckless last start, and he's back at his preferred distance. Shapata for Michael Moroni and Daniel Stackhouse. Once again, great little horse, Shapata. Trains on well, up in distance, form around the ground, and well in the weights. Uh, second up last start, over 2,000 metres at Caulfield. Um, it came up against, let's have a look who it came up against. It came up against Order of Garda and Still Prince in that last race. Obviously, Still Prince went on to run in the, uh, the Turnbull last week. Um, and Order of Garda will be coming up against her again this week. Order of Garda just too strong, one by just over three quarters of a length. A lot of horses from that race have gone on to make uh, use of themselves. Uh, obviously, Order of Garda, still Prince, ran on. In good health and Polly Gray back in this race. Gamekeeper ran in the, I believe she ran in the Bart Cummings last week with Darby. Mahamad Ace is back with her again. Think we're due, I'm not sure where she went. Gallic Chieftain's back in the race. Supergirl ran last week in the Bart Cummings. Hacky also in the butt coming. So the horses that she's come up against and beaten have gone on to bigger and better things. Obviously, they're not big winners, but they are racing in big, 
time races and that is a good uh, good indicator for Shapata coming into this race. So, um, ones to watch for this weekend's field of racing at Caulfield as we look to wrap this up. I think Order of Guard is going to be your... You're going to be your pick in the Herbert Power. Nothing is going to go past uh, Russian Camelot. Um, you're going to put the house on it, to be honest. If you're going to do anything, you put the house on it. It's expected to be 9 degrees. Not, not 9 degrees. 21 degrees on Saturday, so the track's going to suit her. Um, Russian Camelot, bet of the day, best bet. Uh, will do well, I think. Uh, my roughie of the day is going to be... Who am I going with? Das and Dermil. Not even a rough. It's paying $8, but that's another one to follow. Maybe even going forward. Um, Bonds Abroad. Out of it. Solon's out of it in that race. Um, race four, Keno Northwood Plum Stakes. Number three, how romantic. Kieran Ma David uses trained at the track. John Armand Neil takes the ride. $12 currently in the market. Um... Should be better for the run, should be better suited. I think at those odds, it's good to have a little cheeky each-way bet. Um, its last run was over the 1,100 metres at Caulfield. Steps up in distance, only 100 metres, though, so it's not going to make much of a difference. Um, and last time it did run, it came up against some quality horses in a Mayor's Beachmark 90. Um, changes colours this time as well. Back to the originals, so... Should be a good one to follow. But I think that all but wraps us up for this weekend's racing and this podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on board. Uh, hopefully you can pick some winners around the traps. Obviously tomorrow being Friday when this will come out, uh, we'll be racing at Sportsbet Synthetic for the Hotham and the other crazy races that they're calling it. Uh, and Cranbourne overnight for, I believe it is Cranbourne Cup night. Might have to have a little dig into that actually. Might be Cranbourne Cup and Pinker Pinker night. Let's have a look. Is it? Sure is. Pinker Pinker night. Bang, bang. The Pinker Pinker plate tomorrow night over 2,025 metres. That is going to be an absolute cracker. Can't wait for that. Don't have any tips for you though, so I can't give you a wrap on it. Um, but yeah, so that will bring us to the end of to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to episode one. Uh, hopefully you can get some winners. Um, feel free to message me on uh, socials, Facebook, Daniel Robinson. Just shoot into my DMs uh, with any questions or anything for next week. Um, I'll try G up maybe in the next couple of episodes. Uh, depending on how good this podcast goes, some interviews, but we'll just see where we go. So thank you, and remember, gamble responsibly.